Hey, Brent. Hey, Sean. Um, it is January 16th. This is week 10 of Surviving President Trump, the last podcast under President Obama. So next week, we'll really earn our namesake. We'll How be... do you feel about that? I feel like it's about time. <laughs> I've been waiting for this all <laughs> year, Sean. Waiting for some real surviving. Yeah. Really? I, you ain't lived until you survived. I'm a survivor. I'm not gonna, gonna give up. That's what I want out of this experience is to say that I survived. Now we have lots of time to die, but until then, I'm a survivor. Yeah. I feel like every day that goes by without nukes um, is good. I'm gonna have to count it. We're gonna have to keep a counter. How many nukes? How many nuke-free days have we gone? Oh my god. Yeah, because that's a thing that can happen now. But, um, yeah. Any any feels this week? How are you doing in general? What's up? <laughs> I'm doing great. I am um, reading right now. I'm reading right now. I'm looking at the list of all of the uh, Congress people who aren't going to the inauguration. And it's a good list. It's, it's a, a pretty list. big list, but I also feel like nobody cares about Congress people at an inauguration. Right. Like, are they guaranteed a seat? Anywhere? Are they supposed to go? I don't even, are like, they supposed I've to never, go? I didn't, I wouldn't expect them all to go. I know. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Like, I feel like the former president goes the Supreme court and maybe a couple other presidents. It's just, it's not your branch of government, bro. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, but no, I'm doing great. I, I don't know. I feel okay. Last week was, I can't remember how I was feeling last week. It's all blowing together. It's all the same. Um, yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm, um, the same. I don't really, I feel like, uh, I, I don't know. Do you think, it, do you think anything's going to be different when he's actually sworn in? No. I feel like he's already been this, this like he's like been president specter of anxiety for ten weeks. That right, he's like <laughs> been acting like the president, which I don't ever remember any other president like being so like actively like this is what I think about this and this is what we're gonna do like in the weeks leading up. I feel like they've all been like super quiet and just kind of well, they like, probably chill. focus on their job, which is learning everything, hiring their cabinet, yeah, <laughs> learning everything. Dealing with stuff that's important rather than day-to-day Twitter. But okay. Um, yeah. So Hillary's around. She's doing so good. She's just having a good time. Um, there's an article in the Times, I think. The Times. The Times. Oh. The New York Times. The NY Times. That like com. summarizes everywhere she's been. And people just see her at dinner like... Showing up. They buy her bottles of wine. Yeah. And, and then the like, next day she's at breakfast on her phone alone at the table because she's the first to arrive. <laughs> so a really great picture out there. Yeah. In other news, which is not so great for the Clintons, I guess donations stopped pouring into the Clinton Foundation. So they're like cutting back on staff. Yeah, uh, I read that, but like but... on gagadaily.com, which I follow. <laughs> So I, I didn't saw know. It on... I should believe it, and then the links that they posted, I didn't recognize the sources. So I don't know. I saw it on not that. I saw it on something legit. But you believe it? Um. Yeah. 
I mean, it makes sense. They got a lot of really bad. Yeah. And then people are like, that's proof of pay for play. And it's like, well. No. It's... I don't care, though. <laughs> they lay off. Don't. They laid off twenty-two people. Isn't that everyone though? That's what this person online said that it was all their staff. They have zero now, but no, that's not what you're seeing. Just twenty-two. Okay, I don't know who the Washington Times are. It looks real. <laughs> who knows anymore? Who knows? I could throw up that website today. I could oh, have that. I know. I could have that. That style up. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so there's controversy, but like nobody cares. You have to Google it. Like nobody's sharing this article. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's like the, like Fox news is like the one that's like propagating this. So that doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. Yeah. I just, so maybe that's not true. Apologies. Yeah. This is the times we live in. (laughs) Who knows? We have no way to verify this. These are the times. But, um, yeah, we recorded our last podcast, I don't know if you know, the, I think the day before the day that everything happened, um, there were like a hundred things that Congress did. Oh, yeah. Remember that one day they scheduled everything at once? Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. So NPR had this cool thing where they had... Seven or nine things that happened. That was the day that that um, dossier was published <laughs> by BuzzFeed and then oh, reported yeah. on less um, inappropriately by CNN and other outlets. What what dossier are you referring to, Sean? The dossier. I think it's basically... <laughs> this is real bad, but I don't really get it. I think it's just that Russia is basically blackmailing Trump because they have all this shit like um, so, like sexual activity that he did. and then What also, kind of sexual activity, Sean? Uh, pee. Pee stuff. And um, I can't, I just, I hate that we're talking about it. I'm trying yeah. to just not talk about it. But yeah, there's that. And then there's like other stuff that he did. And um, people are saying that there's treason stuff in there, but I don't really know. What that means... I mean, if he hasn't, like, committed treason yet, I don't think, like, this... I don't know. I feel like he already has in some way, probably. But who am I to judge? I'm but a lowly American. Yeah, you're getting a real look into the American psyche of what's going on in America. Like, I think there's some peace stuff happening, and but really, there's something worse, but... I know, we're all like, peace stuff. Peace stuff. So, he did, he's scared by it. He held that press conference. You see the press conference? I just heard the clips. Yeah, I saw some clips. And being like, No, I'm not giving you a question. You're fake news. (laughs) To CNN. Pile of garbage. Garbage. Garbage, China, China, garbage. Yeah, Look. and they might not have free access by the press to the White House anymore. Someone said that. You know, it was. It's only been like a little over a hundred years of the Fourth Estate, so yeah. it's about time to what? shut it down. <laughs> Try something different. 
y'all voted for the change candidate. Well, here you go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. A bunch of people had their cabinet pick uh, cabinet hearings in Congress. Yeah, they're all terrible. There's some grandstanding that didn't change anything. Veiled racism. Apparently, you can, your past doesn't matter. Even if you're like an adult when you commit terrible actions, you know, if like 40 years have passed, no big deal. No big whoop. Yeah. Because I don't know. Like, I just feel like, yes, some people change, but I don't understand the idea that like people who have really terrible like personality traits, like who are racist or who are whatever and who are vocal about it decades ago and who now like are just quiet about it, like can get away with being part of somebody's cabinet. Yeah. Whatever. Like that's not enough. You have to, (laughs) you obviously don't recognize the severity. The thing is Sean, it's not even enough to have like a video of you harming a black person (laughs) anymore. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's all unfortunate. I listened to a wonderful radio program called "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me" on NPR, and this week uh, was the first time ever. But the guest host was Tom Hanks, and someone <laughs> referred to the white guy in Trump's cabinet, and Tom Hanks went, "That really narrowed it down," and I giggled for a long time. <laughs> what did they think that? There's, there's a lot of white guys. Like 80% of them. Oh, no, it was a joke. But he, like, oh. jo- he added a joke yeah, to the yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, Okay. And it was, uh, it was funny. And Tom Hanks is America's uh, sweetheart, so. Some good vibes there. That's funny. I, I recommend to- anything Tom Hanks does <laughs> to get you through the next four years. If anyone listened to this, I'm sure they would comment and say that Tom Hanks is actually problematic for some reason. And, he did um, say something. It's probably like a rapist. Everyone's a rapist. He said something. There was like an intern and he mentioned their name and he like gave it sort of an ax. It was weird. It was a little weird. What? He like said this. There's like they had an intern on this radio show and he was like, thanks to the intern. And then he like said the name, but he like said it in like a, this is a foreign name and I don't understand what I'm saying. So I'm going to kind of oh. say it like this. Uh, like it was weird. Mm. But uh, microaggressions, racist. Yeah. Micro, micro, micro. He's a micro racist. I mean, he didn't like impede anyone getting housing or <laughs> say, you know. Yeah, so he'd never get in the cabinet. Yeah, I, we should have, you know, last New Year's, uh, New Year's 2016, when we were saying what we wanted to do, we wanted yeah. to get new jobs. We should have just took up all these shitty, evil, mean ideas and been really loudmouthed about them, and then we'd have a job in the cabinet. That's true. We'd be on top of the world right now. I mean, (laughs) nobody in there. That's not true. But, like, a lot of them, for their position, don't even have any experience at all. That's my favorite. Like, yeah, Uh, they're racist. Yeah, they're terrible. But they literally don't know what they're going to be doing and like even their answers like if you listen to i can't remember his name it was rex tillerson or something and it was like what are you going to do about this and he's like well i'll find out when i start yeah and it's like no I, I to- no 
You should have an idea of what it means to be Secretary of State or what it means to be whatever. Like, you... Yeah. But the thing is, I expect nothing more from the least qualified president ever. Like, this all makes perfect sense. So I can't be mad about it not making sense because it makes sense. We could have predicted this. <laughs> like We did. We did. And, like... Even even entertaining the thought, like, oh, Trump might be voted president. Like, we could have extrapolated and gone, well, then this is going to happen. And he's going to put Steve Harvey in control of something. And <laughs> he's going to do that. Like, of course he is. Like, it makes perfect sense that he would. And um, so part of me is like, yep, yep, yep. And then the other part of me is like, Rawr? like, <laughs> where am I? Like, you're Tim Allen. Rawr? And you're part of the extreme right. Also, a little Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, that's true. Raggy. America. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because it took two days of questioning for Sessions, Jeff Sessions, to finally admit that grabbing someone by the pussy is sexual assault. He was I mean, like, <laughs> if you're. Two days. If you're into that and you get consent, no big deal, but. But a lot of the people are also like faking this this like what people want to hear uh-huh. for their hearing like that's what it sounds like like i i don't believe that they're all suddenly so reasonable like they're like oh we're that i oppose that muslim ban and waterboarding and i'm going to stick up for the rights of blacks and gays yeah. and everyone like okay <laughs> so you got they a giant know. change of heart like, right it's like they know exactly what they need to say to get to the next round and there's nothing that the people interviewing them can do because there isn't any information that would sway other than they're not qualified that would sway public opinion or anything the other thing um oh balls it just escaped me they're just they're saying stuff and they don't mean it and they know what they have to say. And the other thing is... Oh, Trump. They asked Trump, like, oh, you know, what did you... How did you prep them? Like, how did you meet with them? And this is... I think this is hilarious. He said, uh, you know, I just told them to be themselves. Didn't really... Didn't really care about me. It's not about me. Just be yourself. That's what he said. <laughs> he didn't meet with them. He didn't... I mean, he met with them, but he didn't, like, have a... There was no, like... Group chat where it was like, hey, guys, here's our policy. Here's our direction. Here's the vision of the future. It was just, be yourself. That was his advice. So, like, he didn't... There was no decision-making. It was just like, okay. It was just like, you know what? Don't worry about me. They were like, Mr. Trump, here's a list of names. I recognize that one. (laughs) Like, I guess. Be yourself during the hearings. Just be yourself. Uh, Okay. Which great. makes sense they're doing so great. They're like not they're not they don't have to remember what the any of the policies or incoming administrations anything is. They're just like talking normal. They're just like, "Yeah, I guess that's that makes sense." Yeah, it's wrong to be racist, so that's bad and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And then they've no Cory Booker gets up there and he's like, "You're wrong and I'm going to grandstand and oppose you as being appointed to it." I don't even know who Who's hearing he did this at? It was Sessions. Uh, Cory Booker and John Lewis, who John Lewis has, I I mean, he's older and wiser, and he did the same thing, but it's just, 
just, this is all happening so late in the game. I know. Like, I can't get excited about it anymore. And then, like, at the same time, they slipped in this bill mm-hmm. to let us re-import drugs from Canada, and Cory Booker voted against it. So, it's like, <laughs> uh, know who your enemies are. Cory Booker is in the pocket of big whatever. He's got donations from, like, drug companies and shit. Yeah. I looked into it. Uh, some good things that happened this week. Uh, I really was pleased, I guess, to hear that Bernie Sanders came to Michigan uh, to warn Michigan, no less, to Macomb, Michigan. Oh, yeah. On uh, Sunday, on the 15th. And they rallied and <laughs> protested against the Affordable Care Act Here's being the thing. stripped away. I... That was cute. <laughs> I didn't hear about those protests or gatherings on the 15th at all. I heard about it on the drive up on the radio, but I didn't. I have no idea what happened. He just. <laughs> Nobody heard like, anything about it. There were like thousands, a couple thousand people. Um, and it was um, Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders. So there's sort of this like united front, like sort of like it's the the inklings of a united front, um, but again, part of me thinks too little, too late. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yes, based on that indivisible, which we're gonna get to in a second. Um, one of the tactics was, you know, you have to kind of erect a defensive posture right now, and speaking out against things might not seem productive, but it actually is, and so I think they're helping with that at that cause and that aspect of the resistance. <laughs> um, so I was mostly pleased. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do, I guess. And let's be honest, Sean, there's nothing we can really like, we're not, we can't vote for anything right now. We can't, there's no town. I just looked, there's like no like town halls or anything happening <laughs> anytime soon in our neck of the woods. So, it's not sexy and it doesn't seem very fun, but really all we can do is speak out when we notice something that we are vehemently opposed to and yeah, call hope for the best. Your, your district office. Yeah. The, and just meet with your representatives. Organize. I guess that's really important. Join a group. So yeah, nothing immediate, but you know, well, the inaugurations this weekend in the Women's March on Washington, which... Do you think that's going to go well? So my biggest concern, besides, like, someone just blowing up Washington, D.C. Oh. On Friday. I feel like I'm not concerned about that. I don't know. I I feel like there's just so much distraction Right now, I feel like it would be very easy for some... Uh, there's a transition happening, so how easy would it be for some data or something to slip through the cracks that otherwise would not have? I don't know. I Anyway, I feel like Washington's a target, not just for extremists, but other countries, for Russia, for whoever. Mm. So that's Friday. Saturday... I, and even on the day of the inauguration, um, there are not only protesters who are planning to arrive and to protest, but there are going to be numerous counter protesters. So lots of white supremacy groups are That's true. showing up. So I think Saturday has the potential to be, there's definitely going to be strife on Saturday. Do you there's think definitely going to be 
fights. That there will be, like, a group of white hoods, like, on the National Mall when he's, like, giving a speech just to, like, fuck with them. <laughs> that would be oh. amazing. I mean, it would be terrible, but, like, if you it was... You can't police that. I mean, the the D.C. police are working with protesters. They want it to be a safe... Yeah. Because they've gotten... I'm, sorry, I'm just screwing the mic back in because I'm fidgeting. Stop it. Okay. It puts um, vibrations into the... I know. I know, but I do it anyway. I know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so the D.C. police in the past have been have gotten into trouble for being very aggressive anti-protester and they've like detained people without uh, reason essentially people who just like were there in the area at the time of protests so they've learned that lesson and they're actually working really hard to ha- allow everyone to exercise their first amendment right so I think in that pursuit of course there will be hooded members of the KKK or people who aren't in the KKK who are either protesting by through by being extreme you know yeah like like look like people who are like faking it to be like look how many hooded kkk members there were even though they're not there so yeah i think there will there'll be at least one someone people are bringing their robes (laughs) (laughs) they're in the suitcase ready to be worn i don't i don't think any one would pass up this opportunity especially because i found out there is strife within the white supremacist world apparently in the u.s it's historically there's a lot of infighting between the different white supremacist groups what yes so you remember that guy i don't know his name but remember that guy there's that video of that like conference or whatever where at the end he goes hail president trump and they all do like the nazi salute i didn't watch that yeah well okay. really horrifying apparently a lot of other people in the white supremacist world were like you want to destroy us you are making this into a joke. Like you're working against the white supremacy movement by doing that, which is interesting. There's the moderate white supremacist movement. Exactly. Oh which, my God. Of course there is. There's all sorts Ugh. of creeds of every creed, sub creeds, <laughs> subs and sub, 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 sub creeds. So that led to a lot of infighting within white supremacists. Um, but that vein still exists. And of course it's going to be there. Can you imagine if we reported on that? Do you think we could like get on the end and like talk to people and be like, why do you hate the other white supremacists? That'd be crazy. Yeah, use Reddit. True. But I mean like on the podcast. Uh, people would want to listen to that, right? Yeah, they would. That's like, yeah, I, I you can you do it? Cause I, <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't know how actually I would do that do without it. vomiting. We could we could write it out and then like send like we could do a typed version. And just read I don't. It. I I don't think we could I do know. that and then we could pretend I could be the white supremacist while you be the person asking the questions. Do you think it's ethically okay to like give them a voice on some other? You know, I don't know. Even though it's like no people listen to this, I feel like I don't want to do it. We got to think of we have, we have to have a really strong. <laughs> The only, so I wouldn't necessarily be a white supremacist. I would do someone who voted for Trump. I would interview someone who voted for Trump to like yes. figure that out. <laughs> Maybe not like a stated white supremacist. Right. Okay. Ain't nobody got time That's for that. That's our goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think there'll be. That's crazy. Yeah. But there, um, I guess there's like a shit ton of bus requests. Like there's just going to be a lot of people in D.C. this weekend. And I'm yeah. thrilled to. Hear about it? Are you going to watch the inauguration? 
Yeah, I feel like it's something that's so bad you should watch it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I feel obligated to know what's going on. Yeah, and I've been pretty... I haven't watched any Trump stuff other than what's maybe being recapitulated in like an ad or um, SNL. The last thing I watched like direct to my eyeballs, um, (laughs) like live from Trump was his acceptance speech at like 3 a.m. on election night. I still haven't seen that. Um, It was like, that's how his inauguration speech is going to be. If you haven't seen it, maybe... I'll tell you about it. You don't have to see it. (laughs) But he was like any other Republican president. If you didn't know who Donald Trump was and you'd be like, that's the first night you were alive. Like you'd be like, okay, cool. It's just like McCain or whatever. He was like, I'll be everyone's president. It'll be very good. Like it'll be great. He'll be great. He had like that a little bit of his, his flair, but it wasn't like antagonistic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or like his, um, RNC speech, it was not like that. <laughs> it was very, like, imperialist, like, His RNC speech was crazy. Order. But, um... Yeah, but it fucking worked, though. Like, let's just acknowledge that. It worked! It did, yeah. It worked so good! Did oh. it? I mean, that actually made his polling go way down, but whatever. Anyway. Well, yeah, well, we know what happens when you poll and... <laughs> Yeah. It made the polling go way down on the people that were, were embarrassed. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. They're like, oh shit, I'm voting for this guy. Yeah. That's I'm true. still going to vote for him, but he's terrible. At least, but at least he's not a liar like that Hillary Clinton. Oh my God. She just lies. She wears all that makeup and lies. I'm done. Um, I'm done. What were we talking about? Talking about inauguration. There's an inauguration speech. speech. It's going to be scary how reasonable it seems. And then he's going to go on Twitter that night and he's going to say some ridiculous shit. Do we know who else is going to be speaking? Because like, usually there's like a poet laureate and like... I have no fucking idea how inaugurations go. Yeah, because I've watched both of Obama's. And they, it was great. It was like, it was a artistic, like Oprah would like, I don't know. It was just like fantastic. Yeah. My Angelou, like it was just like everybody was there. There was an inauguration in 2012. Yeah. I think there was. Yeah. That's, yeah. That seems like that would be a presidential change. Let me see. Googling. Oh, yeah. No, that happened. <gasps> I'm going to sneeze. Bless you! It's going to happen. Nope, it's not going to happen. God okay. bless you. Okay, fuck it. Fuck sneezing. I don't got, I don't got to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, um, they inaugurate they inaug- you. <laughs> they inaugurate so hard. Even on your second term. Even when you spill water all over your couch. It's okay. Um, yeah, I feel like so much happened this week, but I'm not as organized as I was last week. And I feel like all we did was go through headlines. So let's just talk about what we do now. Uh, we know that Toby Keith, Three Doors Down, are going to perform the day before the inauguration. Oh, 
Ooh, did you see that FBI director Comey is being investigated? Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> fucking fuck his. Do you think he'll face. even be? Of course not. Like, isn't he not gonna have a job soon? Uh, I is that even like that. something that can happen? Is that even like a presidential? Who knows? Who fucking knows? This is my favorite headline: South Carolina town now a juggalo free zone. Oh, that's sad. Because before it was okay. You can just pimp it, pimping in South Carolina is okay. Big pimping. Is that Steve Harvey thing real? He met. Yeah, he said that Trump asked him to help with HUD. Is that ridiculous? This we are living a reality TV show. But, see, do you see? Can you read this to me? This does this make sense to you? Do you see what this says? Do you see this on my screen? Why did? Uh, why is that real? <laughs> it says, I was hoping you would fucking read it, but it says, apparently Obama asked Steve Harvey to meet with Donald Trump. What? <laughs> why? <laughs> what did Obama think he was going to get out of that? I don't know. Maybe it's someone that was just actually poor in it one time in his life. That doesn't qualify you for anything. It qualifies you for being poor. That's true. I don't want to... Uh, I'm poor, so I have the good idea about oh, what should did happen. Did you know DiCaprio also met with Trump at one point? <laughs> Nothing. It doesn't matter. So did fucking Al Gore. Uh, this is crazy. Do you think Trump's going to save the environment? No! None of this means anything. This just means that people are like, oh, I'm going to try to meet with him and talk sense into him. And it's like, no one is going to talk sense into him. The only people that he gives a shit about are <gasps> himself. And maybe, like, his kids, I don't know, he might really love them. They're rich, just like him. They are his spawn. You know? Um, they're his legacy. I'm Eric! Um, (laughs) That SNL skit was pretty good. I'm Eric! (laughs) I feel like, in news, you don't want to focus on the pee stuff, because it's just, it's fluff. But Mm -hmm. in comedy, it's perfect. It's perfection. (laughs) It's like, this is really what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I love John Lewis. We already talked about this a little bit. No, let's talk more about John Lewis. He said that he doesn't see the president elect as a legitimate president. And then, like, I think a bunch of people agree with him. I don't know. Well, he's a respected member of Congress. He's a respected person. He marched at Selma. He got his skull fractured. He most recently wrote a graphic novel about yeah. Selma. Here's the, the, about the civil rights here's movement. Here's the, the angle. On this, yeah. do you think he will lead any kind of effort to impeach Donald Trump? Someone's going to. I think it'll be John Lewis. That's my bet. Who do you think it'll Ooh. be? Ooh, oh, I just got like a tingly. <laughs> Who's going to lead the charge? About uh, I mean, there's do you also think it'll be a group effort. Do you think the Black Caucus? Maybe that. Ooh, oh, oh, baby! Then Obama like comes sweeping in from the the outskirts. He's like, he just rips open his shirt and it's got like Superman logo on it. Yeah, underneath. he comes back from vacation to, to do hat. lawyer, to do lawyering. I'm assuming. So I have no idea what kind of lawyer. I'm assuming constitutional law, but I don't really know. But like, can you imagine Barack Obama like prosecuting Trump? Trump. <laughs> I feel like that's a huge like no no, but like that's what I want. It would be a oh big conflict gosh. of interest. If the Black Caucus could like 
rise up and just be like, we are, we have it! We have it! <laughs> yeah. yeah. First, you enslave us. Then, you segregate us. Then, you smear our first black president. And now, this? Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Except. Oh, no, Fanny. <laughs> Except. Oh, no, she better don't. Um. Hanny. If you talk to. <gasps> Wait. I know you have a thought, but what if RuPaul <laughs> impeached Donald J. Trump? What does that mean? He could just show up and testify and be like. She'll be like, sashay um, away, Hanny. I am a reality TV superstar as well, and oh God, Donald Trump, you are doing it all wrong. Yeah, how many years are we away from RuPaul or a RuPaul-esque figure to be president? The time is ripe. The t- four years. I know for RuPaul. <laughs> Me too. Against okay. well, it depends who he's running against. He's running against like someone qualified, uh, <laughs> like Hillary. Hillary's not going to run again. Um, who would I vote over RuPaul? I mean, besides Hillary. I'd vote for There's John someone. Lewis. Oh my God. Yeah, I'd vote for John Lewis over RuPaul. Sorry, Ru. Mm-hmm. What if RuPaul ran as his drag persona only? <laughs> what if... Oh my God. He could be the first lady and the president. Isn't that one of the challenges they had on the show? <laughs> to be like both of... I don't know. No, it was, I don't think it was both. It was like they had to do the campaign. and Well, maybe... I can't remember the other part of that. I just remember them giving speeches. Anyway, you were saying, before I so rudely interrupted if you, If you RuPaul, talk to anyone, like, serially oppressed, like, black person, or, like... Women. Women. But, basically... More more than women. Black like, people black, yeah. have... I've been seeing online, there's this attitude, like, like, this is not a surprise. Like, we're used to this. It's not, like... Right. We've had it. It's like, yeah, <laughs> Which, you guys are like this. <laughs> exactly. And that, I think that hit me, think, again, SNL, the, the, um, I think it was the one after the election, but yeah. Dave Chappelle hosted was, yeah. and there's this whole skit where it's election night and they're watching the results come in and Dave Chappelle is like, yeah, America's racist. Like you guys didn't know that. So, yeah, that really hit me, like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> duh, like, I don't know, kind of um, put things in perspective a little bit. Like, yeah, clearly, like, I'm going to be fine. Like, things aren't bad for me, but things have always been bad <laughs> for black people. And yeah, so in a way, the, I guess the net positive of this is more of us are, like, awake to what's going on, but... um the negative is it took Everything. this long. There's no. It took the most, like, worst. It took the worst to happen. Um, and we're not even there. Like, we haven't really done anything yet. We're just opposing, 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 which is great, great, great. And I'm excited for everything that's going to happen. But, um, yeah, thanks, like, black people. Like, <laughs> stop. Okay, I so, just yeah. appreciate There's you. There's an episode I of Blackish that happened too that I'm seeing is supposed to be good. Um, I've heard it. nothing but great things about Blackish. I'm gonna be honest. I've never heard anybody be like, I don't like that show. Everyone who's ever watched it, it's like, it's so good. Yeah. We should watch it. Oh. Um we, Yeah, I mean We said we were gonna talk about 
Indivisible. Oh, yeah. So, Indivisible, we didn't actually read. I read it. <laughs> I read it. I learned. I know what's in there. I read the summary. I read it. I read, like, the whole thing, actually. I skimmed. Like, Man. I read, like, everything in bold. Just now? Yeah. But Sean, I read every single day. But it's, uh, I guess it's not that long. It's not that long. This is even the full thing. This is the web, where we read the web version, which is not the full thing. There's like a note that says, for the full thing, read the PDF or whatever. So, Indivisible, we heard, I heard about from Sean. It wasn't last week. Maybe it was the week before. I mean, we talked about it last week. But uh, former staffers of members of Congress put this together to help the people understand how the Tea Party opposed Obama and opposed um, Congress back in the day, all the good old days of the Tea Party, um, and applying those tactics to now and what we can do to be to kind of erect a defensive posture against the Trump administration and to really make your voice heard um, with your members of Congress or mocks, mocks, mocks. I'm gonna say mocks. Mocs. Mocs. So, Sean, Members what was your biggest takeaway from the summary? What did you learn? <laughs> so, the summary, um, I learned that I have to read more. So, basically, well, no, the biggest thing I learned is that they are saying that, like, calls are, like, the least effective, effective thing you can yeah. do. But Which it was, it was letters and emails. Now, it's, I mean, they're still at the bottom. They're not even on the list. They're not even on the list. But calls are a step above Like, on it. this list, there's, like, calls are on the bottom. Yeah. And then it's, like, basically... Anything else that's in person. In person, yeah. Anything that's in person. But one thing... Okay, so my biggest takeaway was... I'll get to it in a second. But another thing in, in talking about ways to get your voice heard... Um, I always forget that like they have district offices. Your members of Congress have like district offices like all over. So like our congressperson, Debbie Dingle, has like offices in Ipsy. And there's like two more, I think, that she has. Yeah, Dearborn so, and... DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's really cool um, that they have these like staffers elsewhere that you can still like. I mean, I think even putting your voice to a staffer and just having that interaction is productive. I've heard that from other staffers online, like tweets and all this other stuff, that just getting there and just talking to them one on one and call. That's why calling was more important than writing yeah, letters. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Congress. Uh, congressman or woman, like you must be running your thing by talking to your staffers exactly. and being like, "What's up?" And then yeah. like, people are coming to me and saying this. Yeah. Your constituents, so they'll listen. Exactly. Um, the my biggest takeaway was to something I hadn't thought of was to subscribe to your Congress people's. Are we still saying congressmen? Is there, there's no like Congress your Congress people's. persons. Congress people's. Uh, we need another word. Representatives. <laughs> but then that's <laughs> all three. You got your two Congress and one House of Representatives yeah. person. Those three. Subscribe to your representatives. MLCs. Like subscribe to their like newsletters to like see what they're saying about themselves and see what messages they're putting out there. Because if you don't see the thing that like speaks to you or you don't see a message that is in line with what you believe or what you want to fight for, then like reach out and like that tells you kind of that that's their propaganda machine. So kind of knowing what they are trying to paint the picture of themselves as helps you frame your response to that. Um, another thing I learned and it makes sense, but 
there's power in numbers. So join a group or start a group. Um, and they even recommend about 10, at least 10, to like have a legitimate voice and a, a stance and a ability to coalesce and like propel that voice toward your Congress people. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add about this? Well, if you're in the 12th district in Michigan, uh, leave a comment and be like, yeah, and we'll be like, these people agree with us yeah. if we ever go talk to them. Yeah, and it's sad but true, but like a lot of these things, like, yeah, it might, they call it defensive, but some of it is disruptive, you know, going to a ribbon-cutting ceremony and pressing your congressperson on um, something you believe in, like women's reproductive rights. Yeah. Like it might be uncomfortable for them, but they need to know that you're a voice and that they, you're part of their constituency and that they need to make you happy. Cause that's what they want to do. So, um, right. But yeah. so in Michigan, our, our two Congress people that represent the whole state, I thought one of them was Republican. No, no, he's a, con- he's more of a conservative Democrat, but there are a lot of Republicans in the house. There's more Republicans that are, and that represent us in the house. Then you mean in Michigan? No, no, no. Like in the U.S. House of Representatives, there are more Republican Michigan. That's what I mean. House yeah. people. But ours is Democratic, so like everyone that represents us is Democratic. Us, yeah, our senators and our yeah specifically specifically me you and Brent. And I, yeah, <laughs> and Greater Wash, most of Washtenaw, yeah, county. So if you're in Ann Arbor, um, but congrats. <laughs> yes. But the, another thing I read was, yes, you're, you, they even have like a little like blurb. It's like, but I'm in a state that agrees with me and my people agree with me. And it's like, that's great. But, and you can, you can praise them for the things that they do that are in line with your personal agenda, I guess. So if you see, you know, Debbie Dingle going on TV and being like, we've had enough of gun violence in Detroit, like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Then be like, write her a letter, send a thank you card or just call her or staffers and be like, that was great. Thank you. Cause it works both ways. You know, they don't want the negative press and the positive encouragement and the positive press is only going to do yeah, I wonders. Mean, they, and hold them um, yeah, it's going to do wonders to hold them accountable. They're going to fight harder. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And I, it was, I listened to it through the radio, but it was on C-SPAN, I think, but it was during the vote to repeal the Affordable Care Act and like Al Franken and there's a couple other Democratic um, representatives who they weren't supposed to like say why or anything. They were supposed to say yay or nay. They weren't supposed to say anything. They just kept talking. And I feel like they only only did that because they were pressured to make a statement or to voice concerns um, by their constituents. So I think it's important. Even that little thing um, goes a long way because it makes the news the next day. And you hear yeah. your congressperson's voice saying the thing that you believe. And I think it goes a long way towards building solidarity and encouraging the movement. Um, I guess the thing in here that I don't see, and I think it's probably on purpose, is like, how do wh- how do you go from local to statewide to U.S. wide? Um, I think what they're saying in Indivisible is that the Tea Party was so successful 
because they did a ground up campaign. They focused on the local level and that trickled up. Uh, and so they didn't really need to form this like cohesive like platform, even though they kind of did. So I'm wondering like what's after this? Is there going to be an indivisible, uh, super indivisible, <laughs> indivisible two? Well, it lays out like, um, the introduction is kind of like a manifesto where it's like our values are blah, blah, blah. Like, so it's kind of just talking about people assuming that we already share common values, like liberal values. It's just sort of Mm -hmm. like, if you form a local group, you'll make change that. I don't know. I don't feel like you, because your, your life is local. Like you can't, you as an individual can't make a national impact. I mean, like, no, that makes sense. You're That's using, not what I mean. But no, like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You're, and I think this makes sense. Start from the... You're aware of what's happening at a national level. You're pressuring the people that are tasked with representing you to do something about it. And that's the most direct line that you have as a constituent. Right. To make a change. Yeah. Yeah. It helps if you focus on your district. Like, you can... And yeah. so... One thing that I hope, and I will probably lead into this, you know, if we're not in jail. (laughs) (laughs) If we're not dead. If we're not dead. Um, But one of the things that I want to do better at next time around, next election, next local election is one vote. But before that, research the local people that I'm putting into place. Because this last election, I didn't do that as well as I thought I did. Because I showed up and there was a whole section that I was like... None of these names are familiar to me. And I thought I'd looked at the ballot ahead of time. I thought I'd looked at everything I need to look at. Um, but it was missing that whole chunk of people. And I just didn't vote for one thing because I didn't know anything about it. So You mean the Hillary election? Yeah. Oh. There was like a whole local section that I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. Yes. Yeah, um, so next local election, really research and figure out which of those candidates... And and uh, way ahead of time, when someone's announcing their campaign and you're following it beforehand, because what if there isn't anybody that represents you or you feel will do also, a good job? Also, to be honest, I have to look up what the fuck all these positions even are. Like, yeah. what the fuck is a regent? Why do I vote for U of M's regent? I want to say they make just, they're on the governing body of university, It's possibly. weird, like, because it's like a, uni- you know, it's like a private university, and why am I voting for, it just doesn't make sense to me. And what do they do? It's actually, I think it's a public institution, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is public. And I know what they do. They, like, approve all the billion-dollar projects around town. So they're, like, the producers. So, like, <laughs> I guess that makes sense, but it's still weird to me. I don't but know. But it may, like, it's because it's such a big part of the community and because these people have a lot of power, it's like, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I'm glad that I we, mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, but okay. <laughs> I also don't know anything about them. And like last, there were like two Democrats and I just voted for them because they were the only two. And I was like, okay, but I didn't know anything about them yeah. other than that. And I was like, well, I don't even know. Like, like an election probably happened since the last election day. Like I feel no. like. <laughs> well, we'll look that up on our own time. So anyway, it's important to stay local, start local, um, organize, find nine other people that believe in things you do. Look up your local. If you're a Democrat or want to subscribe, look up your local democratic party. Look up 
you know, independent, whatever, Bernie, I don't know, Bernie Bros Clubhouse. I don't know what there yeah. is. Oh, and an important point is that, um, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about when your representatives are all democratic. Mm-hmm. If they're all democratic, they could still be shitty like Cory Booker. Like they could still have shit you don't agree with, like not voting to bring down drug prices by reimporting from Canada. They could still, what was that website? It's open, Sh- open, oh, open secrets or open secrets.org. Yes. Open secrets.org. You can look up their voting record. You can look kind of where they fall in the ideology spectrum. Are they a moderate Democrat? Are they a middle of the road liberal? Are they more conservative? How did they, how many, how often were they absent from votes? Apparently yeah. the average is 2.1% of the time. Um, yeah. And if you live in a really democratic area, then you need to participate in the democratic primary because that's who is going to win Yeah, those seats. And you got to vote for people that represent you and don't get donations from yeah. terrible organizations. Yeah. So basically find the people like they're out there, no matter where you are, there are people that believe the same thing you do or similar things. Um, or people that you can get along with most of the way, um, organize with them, figure out, find an event to go to figure out when your elections are and set up a reminder on your fucking phone or planner. Like being, cause I'm old, an old man. Yeah. Brent did set up a recurring event on Google oh, calendar yeah. for this podcast. So now we do it on Mondays and you hear it Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how lazy I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah. That's exciting. I'm all pumped. Oh, did we mention Indivisible is completely free? Yeah, indivisibleguide.com. Yeah, you can download it as a PDF. You can download a printable version. You can look at the webpage version. Um, They want to make it more interactive. So I assume if you are interested, you could join their team. I don't really see the section on that, but yeah, (laughs) they kind of mention it. That they're all just volunteers. Oh, so. there's also a Spanish version. Sean and I are both fluent in Spanish. No. <laughs> so we're going to try to read that. Oh, oh, if you want to join our Duolingo group. Yeah, what's it called? It's called Gaze. How do you spell that? G-A-Y-S. You should have used like the Spanish version of that. Oh, wait, no, just G-A-Y. Gay. Gay. And um, it's V W E two. UG to join our Duolingo group and learn Spanish with me and Brett. Yeah, we're going to be learning it because we are realists. And the fact of the matter is the majority of the population is going to be Hispanic very soon. So get fucking used to it, America. That's true. It's the real world. And Spanish is so easy to learn. Spanish is 10 times easier for me to learn than fucking English is to write. (laughs) Seriously easy. It's just like this. Oh, so good such a good language anyway yeah there is a a fam washington county group that you can join yeah i know someone who's helping out with that formerly pantsuit nation is what it says so there's a reason i'll tell you why pantsuit nation declared nonprofit status so if you are if you were one of the like pantsuit nations out there because there's like a michigan chapter there's blah 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 you had to either do something to like you had to like buy in basically and be like part of their, it's like you can't, you can only post stories, you can do this, blah, 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 or you can split off. So that used to be Pantsu Nation for this area of Michigan. And they, um, isn't Ann Arbor like where that's not 
the Facebook group Panzer Nation, but like the original Hillary, Hillary fan club. Didn't it start in Ann Arbor? I have no idea. I think I read that. But anyway. That's cool. It's cute that there's one in Celine because if you've ever been to Celine, Michigan, it's it looks like it would be Trump country. Let's say that. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. But yeah, there's one in Ann Arbor. We could check that out. There's um, what I'm talking about is on indivisibleguide.com. You can find a group to take indivisible action with. That's awesome. So they're pretty much everywhere in southeastern Michigan, uh, Lansing. Nothing in Flint, really. Well, Flint has got bigger fish to fry right now. (laughs) And by bigger fish to fry, I mean no water to drink. Yeah. Yeah. There's stuff happening, though. That's good. Hmm. Um, Can you make 100 miles radius more? Yeah, let's find. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So this this map isn't showing everything, but... Yeah, but there's a lot. There's probably something within an hour's drive of you anywhere in America. Now we're looking... My hometown. In Brent's hometown of Ohio. Oh, wow. There's a lot. All over Ohio. Nothing in my hometown, but... Where is... What's your hometown? Diamond, Ohio. Oh, Diamond. Yeah, there's... You got to go to all the way to Canfields, uh, Hiram. Hiram, is there? There's one in Kent. Kent is over here, right here. Really? Kent's a college town. They don't. Need... Tell your mom to start one. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, she lives in Trump Country, unfortunately. For yeah, her. but there's, there's. You think she's the only one? No, she, her neighbor. Na- she found a neighbor that also had a Hillary sign, and they were. They bonded. You should send her this document. Get your mom involved. She has nothing to do, does she? My mom is bit Yes. Oh my god. She's like <laughs> she's like taking classes through work and she's like gonna get like I don't know, her associates and something. I don't know. She's busy beaver. Oh, that's cool. Her beaver's busy. Her beaver's busy. <laughs> Sorry, mom. She doesn't listen to this. She doesn't get fucked. Yeah, maybe she will. I don't think she knows I do this. <laughs> I think I've mentioned it once and she was just like, okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. She's just not she'd listen to it. Um but it's like probably a couple times and then yeah, be it. My sister. She would be our I biggest fan though. That's true. She's cute like that. She'd get it tattooed. <laughs> SPT. Uh, okay. Well, this was fun. I'm going to read yeah. more about this indivisible stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll go to a meeting. Or... We got to fucking find one first. There's like nothing. On... We'll, we'll look. We'll do it. All right. Maybe not next week since this week we kind of, <laughs> I kind of bombed. I ain't getting prepared for this until today. Um, we still talked for an hour. We did. But yeah, you can follow us on Facebook, Surviving President Trump. You, SurvivingPresidentTrump.com and get all the links there for any bullshit you want to follow us on. And like, leave a comment on something on Facebook. Comment on Facebook. Just say hi. You want to see how many people listened to last week's on SoundCloud? I would love to. Technically, there should be more. Live stats. There should be more on iTunes and Google Play that aren't on here. What does that mean? uh, 39 plays for last week. Wait, really? Yeah. Every week. Like, Does that mean they listen to the whole thing or like 90% of the thing or just hit play and then hit pause? Someone hit play. But, yeah. I Mm. mean, we're steady at about 40. We got about forty people hitting play. Some. That's insane. It's all it's all spam bots. Let's be real, but it's okay. I'll take it. Every time I post a track, 
there is a new spam follower. Like I instantly get a notification on my phone that's like, Terry Kemp has followed you, followed you. I'm like, oh, who's that? Nobody. Nobody. It's no one. You know, I'll take no Sorry, one. Sorry, Terry, if you're real and you're listening. She's like, what I the just, fuck? I just thought you were spam. She's like unfollowing us immediately. But I love you. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you're real. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.